it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Oh, baby, you see the straws that I fling, yeah. But you won't retweet this thread. You won't retweet this thread. Oh, baby, you see the straws that I fling, yeah. But you won't retweet this thread, eh. You won't retweet this thread. Yeah, that's a tune. That's a tune for you all. Um, I'm in better spirits, <laughs> as you can see. I'm back. Back once again with the Renegade Master. Yeah. No, sorry. Um, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, it's me. It's me. Kalechi. Kalechi Okafor. Not Kalech Nekoff. As people seem to think my name, my first name is Kalech or Kelly. I don't know. And then my last name's Nekoff. It's really weird. The whole premise of Kalechnikov is like the gun, Kalashnikov. Like I thought everyone understood this by now, but people are out here thinking that because my partner is not black, that somehow I changed my name very early on to Nekov. It's really weird, but yeah, I just thought I'd clarify that, that my name is Kalechi Okafo, okay? Well, it's actually Okarafo, but my dad took the shorter version. So all you Okarafos out there, bop, 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 gang, gang, gang. Um, yeah, so I'm back. I can't necessarily say that I'm happy to be here, as I usually like to say, but I'm here, you know, and that's what matters. Consistency is key. So um, I'm here. Could this be the last episode for the year? I'm not actually sure. When is the, is there another, like, I think that we've got, yeah, yeah, we've got another Monday before the end of the year, but we'll see how I feel about that because I'm just literally taking each day as it comes and just focusing mostly on staying out of Higgy Hagar, staying out of Pasa Pasa, staying out of mix up, like minding my business. But um, let me introduce the show properly before I start guaning. Um, it is I, Kalechi Okafor, and this is SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, Suck Your Mum. Yes, and many people seem to require that instruction um, this week, I guess. Many, many people uh, require that instruction, but uh, we'll, we'll take our time and we'll get into it. I had to kind of like break things down so not everything is just in Suck Your Mum, like aka Straw of the Week, Decade, whatever year I've just yeah I've split it up a little bit um my social media non-fuck with a yeah not yeah whatever you'd call it my my social media not fucking with its illity yeah not fucking with its illity yeah it's going well so far I have no interest I don't want to I don't want to know. I don't really want to interact. I'm doing what I need to do because like I said, consistency is key. 
and I've posted like um, Sally in HR, a new episode or a new skit um, of Sally in HR is currently up on the internet. Uh, this time Jamal is complaining because he received a banana as a secret Santa gift and Sally obviously deals with it in a way that only Sally knows how. So yeah, that's that's out there. If you haven't watched it already, watch it, share it, do what you need to do with it. Um, so I've done that and that's pretty much it. That's like the only interaction I came to have with the people them online and then bounced right off because I don't want to know. I don't care. I don't care and that might be hard for a lot of people to like really understand because like oh my god Kelechi I'm not anybody's fucking martyr and I'm not anybody's fucking sacrificial lamb I've got my whole entire ass life to live and I'm just not interested May I just want to be I just want to be me I, I just want to be me I'm I'm not interested like I'm staying out of it I'm staying out of it so um I would love to have a conversation with Gemma Collins, actually. I feel like that would... GC forever. I just feel like that would be hilarious. But, um, yeah, I'm fully not on it. Uh, But when I came to come and, like, do my bits, I saw, like, in my DMs, people were still insisting on sending me links and things uh, of that nature. And I just think in the kindest way possible none of you are my friends. Like, like I'm, I'm serious. I think that... What people fail to understand is like, I know a lot of people, but I don't have many friends out of choice. I just don't. Um, so if I say I'm not fucking with social media or you see like I'm not posting stories and I'm not interested in anything that's going on and I'm just keeping myself to myself. Why you lot, some of you lot would think, oh, let me send her a link because she'll definitely care about this. Um, I don't open it. I just straight delete the message, like delete the history of messages that we would have had together, whatever, whatever. I just delete and um, I just swipe and delete. I don't even open because... I don't care what the fuck it is. The moment I see a link, I'm not interested, you know. So when I saw, you know, in a couple of them, some just a preview of the message and I'm seeing links and I'm like, whoops, no, off that goes. Because time and time again, I've told you where you can send it to sym at kalechiokafor.com. But some of you seem to be hard of reading or hard of hearing because you still insist on thinking no she wasn't really talking to me you know I'm talking to you we're not boys we're not brethren don't do that because you're only going to get yourself clarted the next time or the first time whenever we happen to see each other whatever it might be like don't play yourself um I'm not your friend I'm nobody's friend okay um and I think that we should go into 2020 with that energy like set your boundaries I am not your friend you're not my friend like we can respect each other we can all respect each other but um just be aware that we're not boys you know and I think that that's always good to know and then the appropriate respect is delivered on both sides um and I prefer it that way so is that all I wanted to say no I think that the other thing I wanted to say is because, you know, leading on from this social media, Higgy Hagar, is that I've had time to watch my shows, you know, I'd be watching my shows. So if you don't know, I watch religiously the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Feel free to judge me because when you judge me, you judge yourself. I'd be nonsense and synchronicity. <laughs> anyway, so I watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta 
end. This season is absolutely mad. And I can't believe that um, Portia's guy, the guy that she had her baby with, uh, PJ, the guy that she had PJ with is a dentist or whatever. Fucking prick. Fucking prick that he he cheated on her. She found out um, that he cheated on her during her pregnancy. And this motherfucker had the cheek to sit in that therapist's room with her and say the reason he did it is because, you know, pregnant sex doesn't feel like the sex that he, that it doesn't do as much for him as like non-pregnant sex or something. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're, you impregnated her, you fucking prick. You did your prick impregnated her and then now you're talking about oh well I need to cheat because it was like what is wrong with some of you men like what is broken inside of you what what is I know that patriarchy did a number on you but this is actually like fucking disgusting and how inadvertently you're placing the blame at the feet of the women that you're having a child with like oh well, um, yeah, I cheated because, you know, you have the audacity to be pregnant because I impregnated you and you have the fucking audacity, the fucking cheek to be pregnant. And as much as I want to support you through this, I can't believe that, you know, I can't have sex with you in the same way that I'm used to because this fucking growing baby that I'm partly responsible for is in the way. Like, fuck Dennis, man. And fuck all of the men that think like that. Like, it really hurt me to watch that episode, like, looking at her say you know well you know he's a father of my child so I gotta take him back I don't know what accent that was Kalechi Kalechi what the fuck was that Kalechi what the fuck was that accent sorry anyway um (laughs) so like she's looking to reconcile with him but I'm just you you Women, you deserve better. You deserve better than these absolute fucking pricks. Like, how dare he? How dare he? Oh, it really, it really upset me. It really upset me because I just wish that they'd make better decisions. As much as I even despise Kenya, I despise Kenya. She's like the most toxic, like watching her makes my skin crawl. Watching her makes my blood boil. Like she's vile. But even seeing how she's clearly vying for the attention of her, the guy that she's had, well, her husband currently, I think they're getting a divorce, but um, vying for his attention and vying for his love, having a child with him, the, the love of the child isn't sufficient for her because she's still going around being meaner than ever to everybody else because she wants his affection. She wants the affection of a parent, of a father, and he's incapable of giving that to her because he obviously is the kind of person that feeds off women like her, wanting the love that he denies them to keep them under manners. It's, I would love to host the actual Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. I would. I know I'm always saying of all of the things I'd love to do, but I'd actually love to do it because Andy is a shady bitch. Like Andy is sh- so shady because he, f- like all of these imaginary people that he brings up, yeah, to be like, Anna from Wisconsin said, Nini, if you know that, d-, I'm just like, you know that there's no fucking Anna from Wisconsin. Like that's coming from you, you dick. So I would love to actually host it and say it with my absolute chest because nobody's calling out, um, what's her face? Eva. Eva is like a major colorist. Like she, colorism is in her. Like she's, you can tell she gets so high off the fact that she's light skinned with light eyes. Like that woman is problematic to Ross. And she keeps saying little things like, I'm just like, has anybody else clocked the last fucking, that's fucking fucked. Like it's fucked what she's just said, like absolutely fucked. So I don't know if I need to have a section while Real Housewives of Atlanta is on 
and all my little shows are on where I just like have a breakdown of them and obviously you'll have like spoiler alert but if you haven't watched like I'm talking a week behind at this point so if you haven't watched then that's your own personal problem but um yeah so seeing Eva moving mad Kenya moving mad and I'm sorry like Cynthia is at her big big age of 50 something she's such a spineless flip-flopper like she's she's like she might her her middle name might as be Havana's you know those flip-flops that people wear that's that's Cynthia she's a flip-flopper because I I don't understand like she chooses the most outspoken really annoying friends and um, aligns herself with them but when they move mad she's never like willing to call them out which I just find really really icky at her age but big up her like support of um her daughter Noelle is it from for you know supporting her coming out and that um so yeah so I watched that so that's Real Housewives but you know what else I've been watching right and I'm really I've just like confession time these are my confessions these are my confessions damn I know yeah anyway you know that song my confession is I've been watching Tyler Perry's new series the one that's meant to be like girlfriends I think it just gives me the vibe that it's meant to be some kind of like um riff off girlfriends my god it's really something it is wow awkward yeah um it's really bad but I I can't stop watching it I guess that's how I felt about like being Mary Jane when being Mary Jane was still based in Atlanta I think it spiced up a bit when it moved to New York but it's so problematic like even in like the first episode they 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 keep throwing around oh maybe this guy's on the down low maybe this guy's on the down low like why is Tyler Perry as a writer director creator everything obsessed with men who might be gay or just or queer like why 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 is he why is he so obsessed like it's really really weird and then like there's a scene where one guy walks up to one of the lead girls in the supermarket and he's trying to chat her up and she's basically not having it and he goes see this is why women like you are single and this is why I date white women and I was just like um huh who walks up to someone at the supermarket and just says such utter bullshit and like how is he how does he know that she's single exactly it's just yeah it's it's fucked it's it's really it's just typical like whenever I say something reminds me of like a Tyler Perry movie this is what I mean and well I guess it's a series by him so makes all of the sense in the world I mean would I still act in one hell yeah like I'll get my life I I will I will I will laugh my head off playing whichever very non-complicated character I'm assigned just for the fact that you know why not and at least Tyler Perry's out here fucking giving black people work, you know? He's not a black person who's just like, oh, well, you know, that black person's trying to get in the industry, so I'm just going to get in their fucking way and make up bullshit excuses for for why. So, um, yeah, I just... It, it, it's, I just have to confess that, like, it's very... Ooh, but I'm still watching it, like... I, I I think for me, what gets me sometimes is also the casting because some roles that people are playing is clearly like bigger than they are or um, like older than they are. So yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you, what I'm watching and 
yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's just extremely weird. Like some of the storylines just absolutely blow my mind. I'm I can't. I I really can't. Like I'm on episode five at the moment, and I think it goes up to nine episodes so far that's out. So I'll feedback on how I'm getting on with this. But I just thought I'd share some of my the things that I'm currently watching on um, or streaming rather because I don't tend to watch terrestrial TV in this Britain. It really hurts my head, um, except for MasterChef. But even that hurt my head when I watched the finals. Um, big up Exose. He's just such a beautiful black boy. Epitome of, um, um, or epitome of a black boy joy. Like he just, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. And I'd eat his food. Um, the rest of them, man, I don't know for them. So wherever he placed is irrelevant to me because I would only eat his food. The rest of them, I'm not interested. So clearly I've been watching MasterChef. I've been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. I've been watching Sisters. And I also watched The Bodyguard. Like I watched the whole series. And I know people said like the reveal at the end, they felt like it was racist. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, although you should have watched it by now because I'm watching it extremely late. So I was watching it on Netflix and I know that people said like they found the ending rather racist with the plot twist. But to me, the, the main racist thing that I clocked was when they were outside, I think, the Houses of Parliament. And one of the MPs made a comment about get your monkey in order, give your monkey some nuts. And he goes, I'm mixed race, actually. And she goes, are you really mixed race um, or biracial? And he goes, no. So were you just implying that black people are monkeys? I mean, I'm just a bit... <laughs> I'm just a bit confused. I'm just a bit like, what, 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 what do you mean by that? What, what exactly do you mean by that? Really? Explain it to me. Explain it to me. I'm not getting it. Not getting the joke. Um, so yeah, it, uh, it was weird, but great acting from that Scottish guy. The one, well, if he is Scottish, he played the role really well. The one who plays David Budd, the, the lead character, the actual bodyguard. Like he, he did really well. And I like how they showed us his mental state with the amount of hair wax he had in his hair, whether his hair was standing to attention or flopping on his forehead. Um, so yeah, I've just been watching bits. I've just been minding my business, drinking my water and just watching things because I can't, I can't come and kill myself for this Britain. Can't, just can't do it. Anyway, let's get on with the tarot because I feel like I've shared enough of like my, the bits that I've been up to. So straight into the tarot, um, I just said, what are the self-care things that we need to be considering um, in during this Christmas period? Because you'll be listening to this on the eve of Christmas Eve. And the first card that flew out, Major Arcana, was um, or is temperance. Um, Temperance is such a beautiful card. So it's the 14th slash 15th card of the deck. And we see an angel, black woman with braids, looking beautiful in the Lisa style deck. And um, she's got one foot in the water and one foot on the land. And there's the sun behind her. And I think sunflowers to her side. And she's pouring from one cup into the other just signifying balance just signifying that self-care is about balance you don't want to go to the extreme of on either end and you know that's a message for me and I'm always telling you you know this tarot is also a self-drag you know disclaimer because you know for instance saying that I need some solitude needing some time away from people messaging me and wanting me to carry their palaver on my head um 
is one thing, but just totally removing myself and saying, actually, I feel like I never want to come back onto social media um, is me going to the extremes, even though that's currently how I feel because I genuinely like hate everything or everybody that's on there. And that's not even personal to anyone. I just hate the vibe currently. So, um, so yeah, like I think that in this card, it's just like, find that balance. Yes, do the self-care thing, but keep one foot on the land and keep one foot in the water. Like keep one foot in the spiritual realm and one foot in the, uh, in the physical realm. Don't just go one way and, you know, don't just go to any extreme. And I'm feeling more drawn to like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, become a recluse and go into my spiritual realm and fuck all of these bitches. But no, there has to be a balance because you, you, you are human having, you know, you're a spirit having a human experience. So you have to have that human experience you can't just run away when things get tough or when things just either don't go the way that you like or you just feel absolutely drained that you can't run away you can definitely rest but you can't just like turn it all off like you have to find a way to balance it that's the whole reason you decided to come here and I say that because we see that there's a path behind um the angel and it leads to the sun. So to me, it's literally saying like, if you can find that balance, you will continue on your journey towards your own enlightenment. And that's the whole reason that you wanted to do this in the first place. And then the card that came after that is the Ace of Swords, which says, actually, if you can find the balance with your self-care practice during this Christmas period or leading up to the end of this year, the ideas that have just been sitting at the back of your mind are likely to come to the forefront because you're relaxed and, the, and more susceptible to or receptive rather to the ideas that are kind of lurking there, the ones that can really be game changers for you. But you have to find that balance first. You can't just disappear because also it's in interactions with people that you'll actually be able to find what it is um, that you're looking for, that, that, that spark that kind of ignites your imagination. Like you have to still keep contact with some humans. Come on, Kelechi. So, um, so that's that card with the Ace of Swords and the, the card that came after it is the Seven of Wands in reverse, which says that, yeah, like you don't have to work so hard. Like not everything is a battle, not everyday fight, not everyday fight. So if you're going to do self-care, don't now do self-care with the same diligence or, or the same kind of, you know, the same kind of aggression that you use when you're doing all of your otherworldly acts, like relax this isn't a chore self-care isn't a chore so don't attack it don't do it as if it is like take your time even if it means doing nothing literally do nothing as part of your self-care practice don't go anywhere don't just just do what like I've been doing just don't do anything just refuse to interact refuse to engage and and you know go from there but don't make this a battle too this is literally your time to rest the work has been done you've done the work for this year you can relax you can chill out and that's what the message is saying because and to remind yourself that you are literally the queen of pentacles that's the next card that came out you've got this you know there's no you can't make the excuse that the reason I'm not doing self-care is because I'm worrying about money or because, you know, I've got to keep my money up. The money is fine. Like, you've got this. You're not, you're not going to turn into a dickhead overnight. Like, you've managed to get yourself this far and be this responsible. You're not just going to suddenly, like, throw it all away just because you're having a couple of weeks of rest. Like, just rest. Just, like, relax. <sighs> Definitely feels like a self-drag. Wow. Wow. Angels are loud. Spirit guides are loud. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so just take it easy. You are the queen of pentacles. Um, you will find that balance. And when you have that idea, you'll find that that idea is what's going to, everything's coming up roses. Everything will start coming up roses because I'm seeing roses behind the queen of pentacles or around her as well. And then on her throne is the head of a goat. So you'll be the greatest of all time. Thanks. Book, book. Um, when you really relax and, and honour yourself and give yourself time to rest. So those ideas, those spiritual downloads can come to you and then you progress and then you go into the next stage of things. 2020 is going to be a matting. So use this time to rest now. Um, and then from the Say Your Mind affirmation card deck, I pulled happiness is my rascal birthright. There is nothing you need to do or anybody you need to be in order to be deserving of happiness. This is your entitlement simply because you exist. Embrace it. And that's the motherfucking word that came out with, you know, that entire deck just reminding you that you don't... You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be a billionaire or a millionaire to now deserve rest. You deserve rest now. With whatever's in your bank account, you deserve rest now, yeah? So take your rest and don't let anyone guilt trip you, especially those who come from household where, or households where it seems like your parents are allergic to seeing you rest. Like, you feel like you've got to be productive even when you're resting. No, put the laptop away, put everything away and just chill, unless you like to stream movies on your laptop. Yeah, do that. But just no emails, just relax, just chill out chill the fuck out you cannot come and kill yourself in this babylon chill the fuck out and the last card that came out from the marcella kroll um oracle deck is spiritual cleansing aka i think it's also known as psychic number 50 and it says here it is time for a spiritual cleansing of the body mind or spaces in which you reside there is an imbalance stuck energies or heaviness in your environment that needs to be released before proceeding further so maybe part of the reason that some of us are unable to relax or really indulge in self-care is because literally our surroundings can't allow for it and I'm that kind of person like if I want to relax if I can see from the corner of my eye that there's like a stack of clothes that I need to fold and put away or something I cannot I can't relax I can't chill out or if there's just energy that's been left around from all the work that you've been doing all the anxiety you've been feeling you have to cleanse that so even if it's maybe with a bit of palo santo or incense or you give yourself a bath it doesn't have to be anything fancy if you don't have all of the fancy bits maybe just use some salt some Himalayan salt that you can buy from most places put that in a bath water a little bit of lemon in there um, if you've got Florida water put just a drop in there a couple of drops in there and just use that to spiritually cleanse yourself you know before I've mentioned like you can't just be doing cleansing your room cleansing this without cleansing your actual body as well so use that as a way to kind of like cleanse your spiritual body cleanse your aura as well and it will go a long long way so that's that for the um tarot for the t uh for this week and then let's move on to share your magnificence then since we're out here so my Shea Magnificence, first Shea Magnificence this week goes out to Dwayne Wade. Uh, Dwayne Wade, um, NBA player or um, retired NBA uh, player. Um, I love how he this week or last week rather stuck up for his 12 year old child. So he went on a podcast and he was talking about the fact that um, his child would now uh, prefer the pronoun she and he's honouring that. And I think that that 
is so beautiful coming from a black man. Like no one's, you know, obviously I'm one of them people that's like, you know, we, we're not just going to give people cookies for doing what they should fucking be doing in the first place. But if, this is so major because I know that a lot of people um, who are part of the LGBTQ uh, community are ostracized by their families and shunned by their families because of um, who, the, who they are um, and how they identify. And so it's really important that a prominent, very visible black man is saying, actually, I love my child and I'll refer to her as she wants to be referred to. Um, it's it's a big deal. And the fact that he owns up to his own homophobia as well. And homophobia, like any of the other, you know, phobias as they were, is something that it takes a lifetime I think to unlearn I'm always worried like I've said to you before I'm always worried of people um, or wary of people who are like oh I'm no longer racist or I'm no longer no no I don't think you could just say that I don't think you just stop being that overnight when this society has basically reared you to be the way that you are to be um horrible about the lives of other people so I like that he was um Dwayne Wade said you know that he's um, aware of his um f- you know his homophobia and his internalized um just his internalized bigotry i guess and um he's trying to figure that out so it says here retired nba star Dwayne Wade comment, uh, commended his child's strength and courage in a podcast published on Thursday referring to Zion as she weeks after online trolls criticized the 12 year old for wearing feminine clothing on social media posts even that statement bothers me because the things that we see as feminine clothes and masculine clothes um she was wearing a crop top zion was wearing a crop top that's all it was back in the 90s bear man were wearing crop top um crop tops so what is the problem and it's only you internet motherfuckers that will come and be writing your nonsensical comments and thinking you're big and bad out here when you haven't paid your light bill you pricks says here in an interview with the all smoke with um, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, both former NBA players, Wade, a three-time NBA champion, discussed his evolution towards accepting Je- um, Zion's gender identity. It says here, I've watched my son from day one become into who she now eventually has come into. He said, for me, it's all about nothing changes with my love. Nothing changes with my responsibilities. Only thing I got to do now is get smarter and educate myself more. And that's my job. And that's literally all I wanted to read about it. That's all I wanted to read from his statement. I love that he said that that's his job to get educated and nobody else's. It's not come and teach me because that's what we got from that fucking idiot T.I. When he went on the Red Table Talk talking about, oh, patriarchy patriarchy well i never heard of i never heard of patriarchy i i thought the feminism was basically women shouting the men for shouting at them that's what i got from feminism and and so it's y'all's choice to teach me how to understand all of this that's why i come on this show no, it's nobody's responsibility to teach you any motherfucking thing. We The same way that all of us got taught, you can go and get taught yourself. Go on the internet, because you go on the internet when you want to do super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious with all the words that you want to use. You know how to go on the internet, then to go and find the information. So no, don't now be asking us to come and educate you. Go and educate your ass clout self. And if you want someone to educate you, you can motherfucking pay for that because you've got money to buy guns. So you can have money to pay someone to educate you. Okay, you 
had money to pay for your eye, your your wife to go and get her eyes made blue. So you have money. You have money so you can pay someone to educate you. No one's going to be out here giving you free labour. You can fuck off with that bullshit. So I really appreciate that Dwayne Wade was like, yeah, that's my job to educate myself. And I hope that he does really well with it because I pray that Zion has the love and support that she needs um, growing into who she wants to be. Um, it's really, really important that we show support in that way. And some of you man listen to my podcast and you're like, oh, you know, I really enjoy Kilichi. And I've done that Nigerian accent for a reason. I really enjoy Kilichi, but some of the things that I don't necessarily agree with her, you know, when she talks about, you know, some homosexuals and you know, those sort of things there. Um, I can't, I can't really say that I agree with those things, but she's very funny. I, I really enjoy her, her things. I really enjoy her stuffs. It's either you take all of it or none of it, my G's. Yeah. It's either you take all of it or none of it. If I made sense in A, I promise you I made sense with B and C. Yeah. So you can't say that you see A, but you don't really see B and C. And maybe that's just on your journey of learning, but, um, I'm not wrong that's all I'll put out there. I'm not the one that's in the wrong. I'm not wrong. So if you're struggling with anything that I say on this podcast, well, have fun being wrong because it's got nothing to do with me. So yeah, two slaps on your chest, Dwayne Wade. Obviously still beefing you for cheating on Gabrielle, but you know, um, we can move past that because you're clearly learning, clearly trying to be less of a fuck person. So, you know, I, I, I have to celebrate those wins when I see them you know and I'm and I'm really happy about that and obviously fuck you to the people who have been writing and commenting to him incessantly that this is his punishment for cheating on Gabrielle that um Zion is now identifying um and wants to be um I you know known with a she pronoun someone wanting to live as their full self um regardless of their age it's not a punishment on their parent you know existing outside of the understandings that you have about gender isn't a punishment and isn't an it isn't um freaky you just need to get your health and your head around it we all just need to get our head around it and let people live as they want to live and support them in living that way saying such horrible vile things is like it's a punishment well you're the punishment you're the punishment on this earth and we'd like it if you could just quickly quickly um take yourself out of the equation that would be wonderful don't know how you plan to do that but that would be great just piss off so um yeah Dwayne Wade my first share of magnificence and my second share of magnificence both are Americans actually and I'm not trying to stand Americans like that because this is all about being a black Brit fucking black Britain we'll get onto that shortly um I really love that Shonda Rhimes is now the highest paid showrunner on television a black woman is the highest paid showrunner on television. Like that is a big fucking deal. So I'm reading here, it says that black women, I think this is based in the US, are paid 21% less than white women and 38% less than white men on average. Imagine how something like that plays out in Hollywood where black people in positions of power are exceptions and not the rule. So when a black woman is start is a starting player on that snowy field, holding the ball, calling the shots and controlling the entirety of the ABC Network's Thursday evening programming, you have to pause and acknowledge that she did that, you know, and she is a that bitch. Um, I'm just reading this article and Shonda Rhimes is the creator of Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Scandal and executive producer of How to Get Away with Murder 
all shows that I'd happily be on Shonda. Hey Shonda girl, this is your year of yes. So if this is your year of yes, can I star in one of your series, please? Thanks so much. Love you lots. So anyway, she gave us, um, since 2006, she gave us Derek Shepard, Olivia Pope, um, Annalise Keating uh, and Addison Montgomery and just gave us bare people. Um, And obviously Meredith Grey, but I don't stand her because um, Ellen Pompeo likes to write wild things on the internet from time to time. So um, anyway, last year, Shonda Rhimes left ABC Network, um, who she'd been with for 15 years in favour of an overall deal with the online streaming service Netflix. At the time the deal was made, it was rumoured that um, it was lucrative, but the exact amount was unclear. That changed on Monday night in a ballroom of the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills at Elle's 25th annual Women in Hollywood celebration. It is there that Shonda stood at the podium and flexed on everyone in the room by telling them that she makes more money than all of them, according to Rhymes. Um, um, She said on Monday night that her salary was misreported on the press as being $100 million, um, whereas... Um, she didn't disclose the Hollywood report. According to the Hollywood reporter, she didn't di- disclose the um, exact amount. But to put it in perspective, Ryan Murphy is inked to have a five-year Netflix deal worth as much as $300 million, according to the Hollywood reporter. And Greg Berlanti got an extension deal worth $400 million from Warner Bros. Television. Um, it's not so much that Shonda made this announcement at a star-studded Hollywood event, but it's the way that she did it. And I just stand that she was just like, you know, I'm the highest paid showrunner. Do with that um, on TV. Do with that what you, what you will. When you know that certain men are getting 300 million and certain other men are getting 400 million, I'm just out here to tell you that I'm, I've got more than all of them. Okay. And this is really interesting coming after last week when I was just saying how like the industry doesn't like to respect black women, whichever industry we're talking about here, whether it be um, film, TV, publishing, whatever, music, like they just don't like to respect black women and I gave the example of Monique but we see here that Shonda Rhimes she really played the long game and she had to give us like how many exceptional shows before Netflix turned around and were like you know what you know what sis you deserve have all of this money you really have to go all of the way to prove your worth and I want to see like what the other man I think Ryan Murphy's made quite a few bits actually but I want to see like the overall long-term success of all of the things that they've made and um, and how culturally impactful the characters that they've created have been in the way that Annalise, um, Annalise Keating, Meredith Grey, um, Olivia Pope, they've shifted the entire culture, right? Like they are just meme worthy they're they're amazing like they've they've done so much for just culture, right? And so rightly she deserves that but she had to really really go above and beyond to prove herself and it just says a lot and so she was basically saying that the reason that she said uh, that she made it clear that she earns the most um out of everyone out of all the showrunners in um on television is because men brag all of the time like literally all of the time she said they do it so well men brag about everything every even things that they aren't that aren't things. A little while ago in an inspiring article, Ellen Pompeo, star of Grey's Anatomy, told the world she was the highest paid woman and um, women in dramatic television. She did not hide. She bragged. Uh, she bragged. She said she was powerful and she said she deserved it. And there was some blowback. 
there should not have been. I've seen a thousand articles like that from men, but she's a woman and she shouldn't say things like that. Then she hit Ryan Murphy with one of those bless your heart types of compliments. That sounds nice, but also when you walk away from it, wondering if you actually got slighted. It says here, Ryan Murphy, bless his amazingly talented heart. Rhyme said, when Ryan made his amazing deal with Netflix, what did he do? He shouted his salary to the world and he did this with a gorgeous cover shoot and photo uh, for The Hollywood Reporter and he deserved every minute of it. I applaud him. She then busted out one of the humblest brags um, about being humble and not bragging and I just you know, it's amazing. She said, when I made a deal with Netflix, I let them interview my salary wrong in the press. And then I did as few interviews as possible. And I put my head down and worked. In other words, I hid. I'm getting this award for inspiring other women. How can I inspire anyone if I'm hiding? She let that settle over everyone's heads as she made her next and loudest declaration of the evening or without raising her voice. I am the highest paid showrunner in television. There you go. And then she got a standing ovation. She said then, um, my point is that we need to set an example because I am awesome and we are awesome, which is another way of saying we have power. We are powerful women. And when we say we have power, what we are really saying is that we deserve to have power. We deserve whatever good thing it is that we are getting. Demand what you deserve. Um, Demanding what you deserve can feel like a radical act. Um, And she goes on to say, Lose your judgments of who someone is based on what you've heard or what you assume. Make some friends, find some new sisters, come together, work together, brag together, be powerful together. And whenever we can, we should be uplifting. We should be lifting one another up because lifting someone up is what lifts us. So I love that. And that was um, a piece um, just like uh, riffing off that was written by Monique Judge. And I love that. I just absolutely... I really, really rate it. I really, really rate it because last week I was really pissed off and frustrated because honestly, like England is in the bin right now when it comes to all of this diversity and inclusion bullshit talk. Like they only try to cover shit by putting black people in positions of um, supposed power to cover their backs so they can carry on doing the fuckery that they're doing, but we're going to get into that shortly. Um, Meanwhile, they're just out here undercutting, um, gaslighting um, black people, most especially black women constantly. And I just like refuse to have it done to me, which is why I think it's important to like definitely, definitely know your worth and just refuse to take anything less than what you deserve. And then eventually people will have to understand that, that, you know, that's not how you move. And you have power. Like, I know that I have power and that's not what I'm not giving up for for any nonsensical reason. You know, I deserve what I deserve. And when you when you demand what you deserve, it can feel like a radical act. Like people aren't used to black women going, that's not enough. I'm not having it. That's not enough. That's not good enough for me. And I think that that's ultimately behind when you're in any way critical of this country, as in Britain. People be like, why are you saying that? Why aren't you grateful? Honestly, we're going to get into that shortly. Why aren't you grateful? I'm not grateful because I don't need to be grateful for any motherfucking thing. In fact, you man should be grateful to me 
you pricks. You should be grateful to me and what my ancestors have contributed to your alleged in- industrial revolution. So you take that as you fucking will. Be grateful to me and give me the things that I've just fucking asked for. So I'm not grateful to any motherfucking body because everything has happened because God has willed it to, um, to, to happen and God has willed it to happen through my own talents. Yeah. You're not doing me any favors. Like you're not being benevolent. So you can calm yourself all the way fucking down with that one. I'll tell you that for free. So, yeah, you know, Shonda Rhimes, I doubt you listen to this podcast, but should you ever hear it, I just wanted to let you know that you are a G and no matter what, you know, you go on to do, you have set pace for all the other girls out here and I appreciate it. Um, I see you, I hear you and like, thank you for doing the work that you do. So two slaps on your chest, Shonda two slaps on your chest for being a baby girl and creating what needs to be created. And now you're the highest paid showrunner on television to all of the people that will be hating it. Very happy for you. So moving on from all of that wonderful stuff, let's get into So You Mad. Um, This week on So You Mad, I I mean, I could have put her in Shea or Magnificence as well, but I wanted to big up um, Shiori Ito, um, who is a Japanese woman who is at the forefront of the Me Too um, movement in Japan. So she's a journalist and she's recently been awarded the equivalent of $30,000 in damages for a rape case. Um, The Japanese court has ordered a high profile TV reporter to pay 3.3 million yen, which is equivalent to £22,917 in damages to a journalist who accused him of rape. Shiori Shiori Ito um, alleged that Noriyuki Yamaguchi raped her in 2015 while she was unconscious prosecutors said that there was not enough evidence for a criminal case so Ms Ito brought a civil case. Ms Ito has become a symbol of the Me Too movement in a country where people rarely report sexual assault. She said I'm so happy um, that um, she read and that she reads this as a victory but in news um, in a news conference hours later Mr Yamaguchi said he planned to appeal go on try to appeal it you dickhead go on but I hope that you get got for more um according to Miss Ito the 53 year old Mr Yamaguchi who is said to have have close ties to Prime Minister Shinzo Abe or Abe Abe invited her to dinner to discuss a possible job opportunity in 2015 she suspects that she may have been drugged saying that when she regained consciousness she was in a hotel room and he was on top of her and Miss Ito was an intern at news agency Reuters when the alleged rape occurred Mr. Yamaguchi was then um, Washington bureau chief for the Tokyo Broadcasting System, a major media firm in Japan. Investigations were opened, but then dropped by police, citing insufficient evidence. Miss Ito said police forced her to reenact the alleged rape with a life-size doll while male officers looked on. A 2017 government survey found that 4% of rape victims reported the crime to the... Only 4% of rape victims reported the crime to the police. Like, so... It's just absolutely mad. You can see it's absolutely mad for the fact that this woman came forward and said that she'd been sexually assaulted and then the police officers took her to a gym where there's a life-size doll and told her to reenact the rape um, as it happened in her mind from her perspective. Like, how demeaning, how horrible must that have been for her? Like, money is not compensation for these things. And this is why when Remy Ma made that comment, like, oh, she'd look down on any woman who accepted money for... um, um 
you know, for um, winning a, um, a sexual assault case. Yeah, like you can see it from your patriarchal perspective. That's your fucking business, right? But the fact of the matter is like, I'm sure she would have struggled to work. Like her name would have been tarnished for the fact that she was even speaking up about all of this. She would have had a major, you know, major, major obstacles to face in that industry. So she deserves the money that she's been given, the 30, the 3.3 million yen. Like she deserves it because like it would have, all of this would have severely impacted her livelihood but you man don't understand that because the moment money comes into it, it's like oh she's basically a sex worker shut up you idiots shut up so um she says as part of the investigations into my allegations i was asked to come to the police station adjacent to the hotel i was taken to that night when i arrived accompanied by my best friend for moral support i was taken to a gymnasium on the upper floor of the station i had heard about what was about to happen and asked for my friend to be able to come with me the police refused i was taken into the gym and told to lie on a mattress and a life-size mannequin was then produced with three male officers moved uh, and three male officers moved the doll on top of me, asking me intimate questions about exactly what happened and taking photographs. I was told this was inse- essential to the investigation. It was at this time that I had to make the shift in my head from complainant to journalist. The only way I have been able to continue has been to completely compartmentalise my feelings. I had to treat this as a story I was following. I was seeking the truth as a journalist, detached and dispassionate. That is still the way I try to frame it in my mind. And... She doesn't deserve that. Shuri doesn't deserve to have to compartmentalise the trauma that she's gone through in order to seek justice. Like, imagine that, like, you have to be the one. And I literally said it in one of the tarot readings um, last week or for the um, general election episode. Like, we have to mother ourselves. We have to be the person that fights for us because nobody out there is fucking going to do it for us. Nobody out there is going to fight for us, right? And so she's had to go, you know what? I can't even be a victim right now. I can't even sit in and be the victim that I am because of what's happened to me I have to be a journalist I have to go out and fight for my own case I have to go and research my own case because these men are laughing at me like they've literally invited me to the police station taking me to the gymnasium and they're asking me to reenact a traumatic act like that just goes to show how little they understand of sexual assault that they feel like it's perfectly okay to ask her to reenact it so they can take photographs because it's allegedly essential to the investigation no you're just going to all take it later and go and laugh and this is why women don't speak up about things so when you're going oh well why did she take 30 years you know 25 years to speak up about it because of this because of this because of how people really really like to move mad this is why they don't speak up about it so fuck all of the police officers that thought that that would be hilarious fuck mr yamaguchi you prick um and big up yourself shiori um ito for for seeing this all of the way through like you deserve you're a queen keep doing what you're doing and i hope that you have the time to really process what's happened to you and you move out of the um space of disassociating um with this trauma um and coming back to yourself and so you can work through it so it doesn't show up in more detrimental ways later on but i stand with you like big up yourself because that's absolutely fucking wild and patriarchy is an absolute motherfucker um so then my next so you mad is um, in memory of Mama Cax, um, who died last week. Um, it says here, bre- uh, boundary-breaking model Mama Cax uh, dies at 30, a cancer survivor and vocal advocate for inclusivity in the fashion industry. The model died after a week-long illness. I'm going to get into what exactly happened with her illness shortly because it, again, 
when we keep saying to you that black women are dying because we're not believed when we go to hospitals, you lot will say, it's not racism, it's not racism, it's just a miscommunication. But I will get into it. So Mama Kaxa, a boundary-breaking model, activist and advocate for the fashion industry's inclusion of different, differently abled bodies, um, models and people of colour, has died of complications from a week-long illness. Her family announced on Friday via social media she was 30 years old. The Haitian-American model, born Kaxme Brutus, had been open about health struggles in recent weeks on Instagram after she discovered blood clots in her leg, thigh, abdomen and near a filter in her lungs, placed there for cancer cancer treatment in her teens while in london for a photo shoot according to the family's instagram post she fought her illness for a week in the hospital with the same grit which she with which she fought cancer but died on the 16th of december to say that Cax was a fighter was an understatement, the post reads. At 14, Cax was diagnosed with bone and lung cancer and underwent an unsuccessful hip replacement surgery, resulting in the amputation of her right leg at 16. A vocal advocate for inclusivity in fashion, self-love and self-confident, Mama Cax broke out in the modelling world with a wet and wild campaign in 2017. She went on to land a Team Vogue cover in 2018 and had to work with, um, and, and to work with brands such as Sephora, Tommy Hill, figure ASOS and Rihanna's Fenty. Um, Mama Cax also gained a following for her candid discussion of body positivity and including differently abled body um, differently abled perspectives. I started using social media to talk about my body insecurities after childhood cancer left me with a million scars, mostly emotional and an amputated leg. She wrote in a November Instagram post. The question I hate the most is who is your role model? Never had one until I became my own role model, but I admire strong and fierce people who use their privilege to uplift others. Um, I really resonate with that. I resonate with not having a role model. People ask me, do I have a mentor? I don't have a mentor. Do I have a role model? No, I don't. Because to be honest, there's been nobody I've seen doing what I want to do in the way that I want to do it and speaking in the way that I've been speaking. So, um, you know, I've had to champion myself I've had to show myself the way and so I really see that light also in Mama Cax um but the bit that broke my heart absolutely broke my heart was um seeing her posts where she said y'all 2019 has been one of the best years for me cannot deny it but 2019 also tried to take me out I was gearing up for a wonderful couple of weeks went from celebration and anniversary with Bay in Serbia flew to NY for a quick job and then had a quick shoot in London before heading to LA to celebrate a fruitful year-long partnership with my Sephora squad family while in London I started experiencing severe abdominal pain and was rushed to the emergency room they dismissed it as inflammation and sent me back to my hotel room with some pain medication. The next morning, it got worse. While barely, while barely conscious, I asked the hotel to call me an ambulance. They discovered that I had several blood clots in my leg, fire abdomen, and near an IVC filter near my lungs, which is a medical device that prevents clots from entering the lungs. Up until this emergency visit, the next morning, um, up until this emergency visit, I'm just trying to see where she finished. 
she said, up until this emergency visit, I had no idea I had such filter, which I assumed was placed there during my chemo days 14 years ago. Nonetheless, this filter saved my life. Lots of unanswered questions, which I'll have to figure out once I'm back to the States, but I'm finally out of hospital in less pain, resting and taking blood thinners. Unfortunately, flying puts me at risk of a pulmonary embolism. Therefore, I'm stuck across the pond until Christmas. Hope you all are gearing up for a wonderful holiday season. Thanks, Sephora, for the flowers and thanks to everybody who took time to message and call me. Love you all. So I just wonder, right, this is just me, if it could have been caught quicker if these men didn't send her home. Whichever hospital she went to in the UK, in London, if they didn't send her home, maybe we would have caught that quicker, right? But you decided that, no, no, she needs to go home because black women are liars. They're always lying about the amount of pain that they're feeling because, you know, they, you know they've got higher th- pain threshold than they'd like to admit. So just ignore them when they say that they're in pain. Give them pain medication and send them on their merry way. Like, fine, you can say, oh, but we didn't have her medical in the, um, history, but she's there. She's, she's there to tell you her medical history and you're then sending her home for what? You're sending her back to the hotel for what exactly? So um, as much as I know that Jamila Jamil likes to move mad... Um, I do appreciate the tweet that she put out where she said, my beautiful friend was the most extraordinary role model. Mama Cax was a cancer survivor, model, amputee and activist. She was sent home twice prematurely by our underfunded NHS and died in her hotel room. This happens so often now in the UK, especially to young black women. Say what you want about Jamila Jamil. Like, honestly, I've seen some of the stuff and I'm like, screw it. But this one, this was right on the money. This was right on the fucking money. So whichever one of you knows Jamila Jamil personally even if you don't like send her this clip of this particular part of the podcast like hey Jamila girl sometimes you say wild things but on this time this time you got it right this time you got it right because it's fucking mad and we need people like you to be calling it out when you know you're doing it correctly um calling out this bullshit because how is she getting sent home twice twice like it just makes me think about like my birthing experience and when I was in labor and how from Tuesday to Saturday, I was sent home every time I came to the hospital saying, no, 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 my water broke. And I'm, you know, I'm really feeling these incredible contractions. Like I know what I'm talking about. No, you don't know what you're talking about. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Go home, go home, go home. And then when Saturday, they finally decide to take me seriously. They see that there's no front waters in front of Lev's face. So from Tuesday to Saturday, he had no water around the front of him like what could have happened to my son because you guys decided that you don't want to fucking believe people when they're telling you, you don't want to believe black women when they're telling you all of these things like what the fuck is wrong with you it's less it's less about jamila and i want you to take this onto your twitter it's less about just the underfunded nhs yeah it's the inherent racism that is so deeply enmeshed within the whole tapestry of the medical field the entire healthcare industry that is what we're dealing with if 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 historically black bodies especially black female bodies have been sites of experimentation to the, at the benefits of everybody else you need to ask yourself why that's suddenly going to change now you know, and that's why we're constantly dismissed because our, we're just seen as bodies. We're not seen as people. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. And so it's not just about the underfunded NHS, which I definitely think is is a factor 
But the main factor is that black women's bodies aren't respected within the medical field because historically speaking, our bodies have been sites of violations and experimentations like that is what we should be focused on. So Mama Cax, like rest in peace, baby girl. I'm so angry that these ugly bitches did this to you. Like fuck them. Fuck this entire world that thinks it's okay for black women to to just be treated as if we're disposable. Like rest in power queen like you spoke out and your life was was tough and you found beauty in it and and I just pray and hope that the rest of us can do similar like you really made beauty out of so many things and continue to just be your beautiful self as you just enjoy the spiritual realm so um that was for that was for mama cax had to get that in there so yeah anyway let's move on to then um, straw of the week, decade, year, whichever one you prefer. So I've got a letter here as well. I think I must, I must have a letter. Go to my letters. Okay, here's the letter. It says here, Grand Risings, Kelechi. This email comes to you long overdue, partly because the last half of November and beginning of December, the tarot readings dragged me across London and back again by my locks (laughs) but here I go firstly thank you for being an amazing human being I love how honest you are about everything you're going um, you're doing and going through I first came across your platform when you had the last issue with pole class studio in Manchester and since then you've grown and expanded and become a force to be reckoned with just know that the world is a better place because of you thank you You probably won't remember, but I met you once when I was pregnant and you gave me some positive words of affirmation during a time when I struggled with uh, with ill mental health, prenatal depression. And I'm so over the moon that you and your husband have a healthy, strong lion. Pray the Lord continues to guide and protect your family. Your emergency post-election podcast came at the right time. I was close to tears after the results came out. We've been campaigning to change how universal credit works for single slash lone parents like myself who work and relay on um, and rely on um, universal credit for childcare support but it doesn't work Um, this is a link to an interview I gave about my situation it may be slightly triggering so feel free not to read it but you see that can you see a queen can you see a queen who's just like you know what you if you want to read it it's there but if you don't that's also fine and it was emailed to me it wasn't sent in my fucking dms um anyway back to the letter i know that for me right now there's nothing that can be done to help my situation but i thought by sharing my story people would see and understand that under a tory government even more people will be suffering and would vote labor to make a change but that didn't happen and for the first time in a long time I felt hapless that episode gave me hope because I genuinely felt hopeless it made me snap out of my feelings and look at reality this is where we are and there is no point crying over spilt milk sometimes I listen to your podcast and watch your Instagram stories and it feels like a lot has been thrown at you and yet you continue to rise and shine thank you for being one of the voices of our community especially as this was not a course that you'd set out on you have gracefully taken on this mountain and you are highly appreciated thank you so much that was a lovely message um so again yeah obviously we're going to be saying that for a while but fuck all of you people that voted uh, conservative fuck you all your pricks um and i don't feel any way about letting you know that your pricks whatever reasoning you had you're a prick haha <laughs> you're a prick so uh, an abundance of straws for you to use during this christmas period while you're with your family members and for you to suck your mum 
because you've put other people in very dire situations so fuck you so that's that letter um and obviously uh i don't know if some of you are aware but the embrace report um we've got an updated embrace report about the mortality rates of black women during childbirth and it's exactly the same black women are still five times more likely to die um during childbirth in comparison to white women so just thought i'd give you that to let you know that the medical um uh the you know the medical field the medical industry um hasn't changed the healthcare industry hasn't changed one bit and we are still dealing with these issues and they're trying to tell us like oh it could be because of gestational diabetes and it could be this and it could be that make up all of the reasons you want um give indicators in any way that you that you like we know the truth as the people who have um suffered at your hands we we know the real truth and the reason i say that is because i'll just give you some tea yeah i'll just give you a little bit of tea when channel four were making that documentary if you haven't seen it well i don't know why you haven't seen it but i'm in it yeah they made a uh, channel four made a little documentary about the um it was made by Aisha Toll about the maternal um the mortality rate for black women during childbirth and we were questioning why that is um they reached out obviously because they've got to do their due uh, diligence they reached out to the hospital that I had left at and they were like rah hey guys um just wanted to know if you want to give a comment about what Kalechi has said about you and how she was treated during um childbirth during her late you know labor do you know that these motherfuckers got back to channel four and said we have no records of Kalechi ever giving birth here a whole a hospital said that they had no recollection. That's where I did my antenatal classes. That's where I did everything. I did it all under them, man. I did it all with them, all of it, all of it with them, yeah, from beginning to Gerige end, yeah. And these Oloshis said that they had no record of me ever having um, my um, having my baby there. So then Channel Four come back to me and they're like, oh. Um, hey girl they don't remember you having a child there are you sure that's where you had your child and I was about to get vexed and I was going to say oh, you, do you think I'm a dickhead like I wouldn't fucking remember where I had my fucking child but I just said you know what keep it cute I just took a young picture of one one of my numerous documents from um Kings and I was just like here you go so if they need the hospital number if they need this if they need that that's all there and it's only then that they got back and they were like oh Kalechi oh Kalechi oh you should have said you went Kalechi oh gosh collection well yes okay we're truly sorry about how we treated her very sorry about that working on our things um disappointed that she feels she didn't receive the level of care that she deserved so soz but these men were ready to say that they had no record of me being there this is that's just to go to show you how fucked this entire industry is how fucked all of this is like you how do you not how could you not have found me in a system what is wrong with you what is wrong with you guys what is wrong with you? But then again, when you're, uh, you know, employing midwives who are online trolls, I don't, I don't know how you could do any better, to be honest. Woo. That really blew my mind. So I share that to say all of this is absolutely mad. And that's why I'm, I'm always praying over anyone that I know is, um, you know, pregnant or going through, you know, any of that um, and has to interact with this, um, you know, this healthcare field and this medical field, because 
people love to move mad because of their unchecked bias and we can't be the ones to suffer because of it. Like, I don't even know her pre- uh, personally, but big up uh, Grace Agilore because I've, I've heard that she's, um, I saw that she's um, pregnant. So big up yourself, like God will protect you. You'll have an amazing pregnancy. You'll have an amazing childbirth. Just do your thing. Like you're funny as fuck and like your baby will hopefully get your funny genes. Big up yourself. Uh, just thought I'd dash that in there. And then... Uh, last but not least for straws obviously I'd like to give it to the news channels that decided that they were going to misconstrue what Stormzy said about Britain being 100% racist what gets me about Britain is that they don't like the R word they don't like remain as in remaining part of the EU even though they don't realise that they're the ones that are going to get fucked from exiting aka Brexiting they don't like remain. They don't like reparations because when it came to paying anybody for what happened during the slave trade, they decided to pay the slave traders and not the family or the descendants of the enslaved. I just thought that that was hilarious. And they don't like the word racist. They don't like the, ra- the word racist, but they like to perpetuate racism, which always blows my mind. Like Britain doesn't, the R in Britain, the brr, the brr in Britain stands for racist as far as I'm concerned. And you can't tell me any different. As, in, as, it, as intrinsic as that R is in being able to say Britain, it's how intrinsic the, 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 the racism in is in the forming of this country as far as I'm concerned. And you can't tell me, you can't tell me nothing. I said what I said. I said what I said. And some of you might be listening and most especially white listeners. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit harsh. I only started listening to her after the Clemmy Hooper thing. I just, oh gosh, I just, I only started listening to her recently and I just find some of the things rather a break. I said what I said. Bring your ear closer to the, bring your ear closer. Yeah. Listen again. I said what I Ross Clark said. Did you hear me? Yeah. Britain is 100%, 100% racist, 100%. And I'll never, ever, I will never remove, I will never take it back. Why will I not take it back? Because I've got motherfucking receipts. Yeah. So if some of these celebs can't give you the energy that you need when they are saying what they're saying, and even though what they were saying was perfectly valid, perfectly well um, structured, well, you know, phrased, even if they can't give you the energy that the, that you need, I can give you the energy that you need. And that is the fact that Britain is actually 100% racist. And that's why all of you jumped up and started moving mad when Stormzy said it. But he didn't even say that. The Italian journalist said to him, is Britain racist? He said, yes, sure, 100%. That's him saying like 100%, I believe that Britain is racist. He didn't say Britain is 100% racist. But even if he did say Britain is 100% racist, what is your own there? Because you motherfuckers are vying every year, vying for the, you're dying, dying, gagging for it, gagging for it, for the queen to give you something that says you are a member of the empire. Yeah. Member of the British empire, MBE, OBE, all of them things ending with empire. Like she's asking, what was the empire? Go into your fucking research because obviously some of you weren't taught this. A lot of you, a lot of us weren't taught this in school. Go and find out the true atrocities of the empire and why it will never ever strike back as far as I'm concerned we're going to do all of the striking yeah go and find out what it means the true meaning of this empire and why Britannia ruled the waves go and find out all of them things there and why you guys still sing that as part of like an anthem like you still sing all of those songs like truly proud of the atrocities and the rape and the pillage and just the theft and and the colonization that you that you that you enjoyed 
and perpetrated all around the world. Go and sit down and think about that. Then come back and tell me about this country is not racist. The, 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 the entire foundation that this country, as we know it, is built upon is built on the backs of black and brown people. It's, it's built on the blood, on the, the, the blood that was spilled. That is what adorns every institution of this country. Yeah. And every time someone tries to say it, you lot jump up and you get upset and you start frothing at the mouth and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not racist. We're not racist. And if you feel like we're fucking racist, you fucking looking black monkey. If you feel like we're fucking racist, because I haven't got a fucking racist bone in my body. I haven't got a fucking racist bone in my body, you fucking nigger. Like, I haven't got a fucking racist bone in my body. But if I did, if I did, I told you to go back to swinging on trees, you fucking monkey. Go back to your fucking country and go and swing on some fucking trees. Why don't you go and do that? Yeah, I'm not racist, but honestly, if I was, that's the kind of thing I'll tell you. You should be fucking grateful, mate. You should be fucking grateful, mate. And you know what I hate about myself? Yeah, when I want to do this, I always go for that kind of accent when actually it's people who also speak like this, who are awfully, awfully offended that one would imply that Britain, Great Britain, Great Britain could in any way be seen as racist. Racist. We went to Africa. We went to Africa and we helped. We helped these savages. Oh, sure. We took their gold. Sure, we took their gold, but we had to take something. You know, they didn't know how to use it. They were making the most awful structures, the most awful little statues, rather quaint, those things. But at least we left them with wood. You know, they could continue making the statues with wood. <laughs> And, you know, we have our teas from from China and all of these wonderful things and all of our jewels from Sierra Leone and, and India, just, just wonderful things that we've gained from that country. So it's really funny that one would imply that we are racist because even till now, up until now, we still gift them with two pounds every month. Two pounds we gift them every month. And every year we have some kind of relief. You know, we make documentaries and we talk about the, the wells that we've built and how Penelope has gone out there and built a well. And um, you know, we're doing wonderful things out there to help their infrastructure. If only they'd stop having babies. If they'd stop having babies, they'd be able to help themselves. So it's, it's an awful lot for us to bear it's an awful lot for us to bear looking after those African savages. <sighs> yes. Yeah. You, you're, you hate that Stormzy said that he allegedly said this uh, country's 100% racist. But then you go and show us 100% racism by the things that you're saying back to him. And people like Piers Morgan, obviously the gatekeeper on what isn't, isn't racist, fucking idiot, fucking slime ball, turning around going, well, you know, we shouldn't fring this word around. Like, why are you all so offended by being called racist, but you don't want to address your actual racism? It's really, really weird to me. But the straw obviously goes out to not just you people who... um 
refuse to see your own racism because it's part of your culture actually it's the news channels that reported inaccurately about Stormzy saying that therefore directing so much vitriol in his direction it's disgusting oh well you know then allowing for people to say oh well you know he sold so many records who bought them the racist yes because you can enjoy music made by black people and still hate black people it's so possible because that is what racism has allowed for you that's what white supremacy has allowed for you to do to take us as producers and creators of things that you want to consume while you hate the people who are making it is so possible we see it happening every single day so the fact that it's blowing your mind shows that you're not on the level to be having this discussion and you know also disclaimer here you know I'm just going to put it out there and I don't give a shit you know I'm just going to put it out there I feel like constantly I back these people you can't tell me that people these sort of people don't know who I am and it's not just um you know Stormzy or whoever like I talk about all of these things all of the time but the same people will still turn around with the people because I see some of the people that you put you lot follow like I see the people that you lot follow most that I have blocked and who have said some absolutely vile things about me during my pregnancy after my pregnancy whatever like you follow these people and I'm out here going like oh the way that you're being treated is terrible here trouble terrible there I'm the one writing news pieces I'm the one doing all of that but when it's time to champion me it's like oh oh we can't really um support Kelechi on this venture because you know right now um yeah we just have lots of questions about how that could possibly work there are no questions why are there any questions when it comes to supporting me whereas I never ask questions when it's time to support all of you hmm Never. But, oh, she hates black men and she hates this and she hates that. But I'm the one constantly doing all of the speaking out. Even though that masquerade from Ajegunle or Ojue um, Legba that she decided to say, hashtag, I, say, oh, I stand with Stormzy. Well, that's wonderful that you stand with Stormzy. When are you going to deal with your colorism? Hmm? Steph, when are you going to deal with your colorism? Sorry, I just thought I'd throw that in there because... When I say I'm tired, I'm tired. And what I'm leaving in 2019 and not taking into 2020 definitely is speaking up for people or, um, fine, they haven't asked me, but definitely not giving all of this energy into like writing threads and doing this and doing that on social media to support when these things happen when you people are actively following people who actively hate me like who hate me for I don't know what fucking reason and are happy to send vitriol my way yet I'm trying to ward off vitriol coming your way because I see that in principle that that shouldn't run because it's going to affect all of us as black people and it surely can't be great for your mental health no matter how society um, perceives you so I just wanted to put that out there and that I'm fucking tired of it but that doesn't change the fact that this is vile and um I hate it especially how the words were taken out of context and in the very same week we've got um players I think he's a Tottenham player um yeah it's a Tottenham player uh who was having racist chants during um thrown at him during the Tottenham v Chelsea match that Tottenham lost and it's just wild to me we're not racist but we're going to sing these very very horrendous racist songs to these players and football is where it's very very clear and the approach that the football association have taken to dealing with this is so weak because they don't want to offend the um the supporters the the fans because they want their money that they pay for season tickets if you hate black players so much you know what let black players hate themselves and go elsewhere and then we'll see how funny and how beautiful your game is the beautiful game 
we'll see how beautiful it is when these people bounce and they take their talents with them what you'll be doing then because you need them and you hate that you need them that's why you you like to see them playing and to be saying bullshit so it will be the same thing Raheem Sterling all of these people um Lukaku like the who regularly gets mixed up with Stormzy when these newspapers need to pick out a, a stock photo of a black man and they get it wrong done it to Idris Elba it's just mad my train of thought is just all over the place but we see it in football and it's happened this week again and it happens regularly monkey chants at black football players um banana peels mean throwing at black football players so what do you mean like you don't know that this country's racist you could be like oh no that happens in italy it's also happened over here so you can shut your fucking mouth it's it's maddening it's maddening but especially when you look at the transcript of what was actually said um by stormzy um, when he spoke to the Italian reporter, you're just like, um, so how did you guys get that so wrong? Like, how did you, so how, where, how did you get there? So the, um, sorry, the interviewer was Antonello Guerrera. And he said, and he posted the transcript just so people know, because ITV decided to post bullshit that Stormzy said the um, Britain is hundred percent racist and, and sent uh, all of that abuse his way. It says here, um me so you think britain is still racist stormzy definitely 100 percent. me on which aspects stormzy the funny thing in britain is that racism is in britain the funny thing in britain is that racism in britain people are really unaware of it like being called racist is like wow i'm not racist but it's like people are more scared to be branded a racist than actually tackle whatever racism they do the difficult thing in the uk for example as you said in italy it's a clear problem whereas with britain trying to explain that to the um ex trying to explain that just trying to see um trying to explain to the kind of normal Brit that Britain is a racist country is the most difficult thing ever because they think no it's not Stormzy you're successful look at London there's loads of black people it's a more difficult case to fight we've got to explain that this is racist that is racist the way this is set up is racist because people just pay a blind eye nah nah it's not everything's so good London's so good we let you lads come over and then the Interview says, you mean it's under the skin? Stormzy says, yeah, 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 under the skin. Britain has a racism problem that they don't like to admit. It's like, oh no, we're not racist, but there's a lot of racism in the country. And even people hear me say that, people would say, if Britain's so racist, how are you successful? It's a double-edged sword. So the interview says, so you mean not everyone has the same chances in Britain? Exactly, definitely not, definitely not. Me, you supported Jeremy Corbyn. This is, I'm saying me, as in the reporter says... You supported Jeremy Corbyn as um, at the general election. You also said Boris Johnson is racist. Which kind of Britain we will have with Johnson as prime minister? Stormzy, I think with Boris, if you have a figurehead, if the top person can openly say this racist thing, that racist thing, um, the Piccaninny's remarks, watermelon smiles, comparing Muslim women to a letterbox. If that is our figurehead, the top man, the leader we have to follow, and he openly says these things, he encourages hate amongst others. I saw this clip where there was a woman talking about how because he openly says these things, he made her life difficult as she walks down the road. Now that's a valid view. If anyone had that kind of like a deep racist view about 
he was scared to say it before. Now they say the prime minister feels the same way. So now people are more vocal. That's the hate in the street. People say, go back home. Then the reporter says, so you mean that now more people feel entitled to hate? Stormzy says, yes, they feel encouraged. It's like Trump. Before people had to hide their racism. If you felt something bad about black people, about Muslims, you had to shut up. Now these people have the confidence to come out in public to say everything. This is scary to me. That scares the shit out of me as a black as a black he said uh, Boris Johnson he's not afraid to say anything because he feels that it will connect with the hearts of many people that's the scariest thing for me and Stormzy told no lies you know uh, he told no single lie yeah the fact of the matter is you're crying because Stormzy said that the um, Britain is racist he didn't say 100% racist that was a miss. Uh, represented by ITV and all of the other fuckers that decided to run with it. But even if he did, so what? But the fact of the matter is what he is saying is that look at who you lot voted for. Look at what you overwhelmingly went to go vote for. You voted for the Tories and you voted out of hate. You voted out of fear. You voted out of um, xenophobia. You voted out of racism. That is why you voted the way that you did. You hate, you just hate so much people who are deemed as other. And this is now why you're going to suffer for the next however many years. You are going to suffer. I'm not going to suffer with you. And that's clearly pointed out, like in your actions, your actions are racist. So if your actions are racist, how is it that you are not racist if you are the one perpetuating the actions? Like what, what, what? How is what kind of cognitive dissonance do you have? Like, why are you more offended by that racist term? What do you understand? So you feel like because you haven't gone and lynched a black person in a little while that you can't be racist, but you're f- f- like just failing to understand that the, everything that this country was built on, what you call the industrial revolution, only happened at the, um, you know, at, at the expense of black and brown bodies black and brown people that's that's how you have what you have and don't let any other historian tell you any tell you otherwise so that's why you have what you have like this great britain could only be made great by all of the people that you stole greatness from that is why you are in this position so when you say oh we're not racist we abolished slavery you motherfuckers were at the front of it you were at the forefront of the thing what do you mean oh well at least we stopped no but you only stopped you didn't stop out of the goodness of your heart because you were doing it for a good how many hundreds of years you were enjoying you only stopped because it was no longer financially viable for you wasn't making sense for you to continue because of all of the revolt and the rebellions you man were getting killed in the colonies and you were getting killed on the plantation so you had to call it a day and that's why you lot will hate Haiti until this very day because Haiti badded you lot up badded you lot up and so that's why you France and all of them man will always see Haiti in a particular light because they showed you Pepe and they said we're not standing for it and the Maroons and everything like they said nah this isn't gonna run my G and they stopped all of this nonsense and then you couldn't make money from it anymore it wasn't possible for you to keep making the good old money that you were making from it before even when you said that something is a law that slavery was part of law and they weren't having it that's when all of a sudden your abolitionists started coming out going oh no 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 this is terrible and you decided to go along with it but you only went along with it because you couldn't make money anymore, you dusty hose. That's the only reason you decided to call it a day. So don't be talking about, well, we abolished it. Well, you started it. You started it. So don't come to, to, don't talk to me about, oh, well, like, at, le- at the end of the day, we abolished it. So you shouldn't have started it in the first place. But if you hadn't started it in the first place, you wouldn't have been able to call yourself great. So look at where we found ourselves. 
and expecting people to be grateful for the success and the career that they've made for themselves as a proof of oh well we can't be racist because look you're successful doesn't mean a damn thing I'm successful because God willed it so and because I'm talented got nothing to do with you lot and even if you're out there saying oh well we're buying records we're doing this and why is he reading the Christmas story when Britain is so clearly racist get out of your fucking feelings and go and actually season your turkey because the other day I watched a cookery show or a cooking show and the guy actually left this turkey this turkey was naked was naked and then he said oh well don't worry because you can use the oil from the from the basting later on to to coat the chicken so you're not going to season the turkey at all you're not going to do anything you know, you're not going to coat the turkey in anything. You're just going to dash it in the, in the oven and pray for the best. All the salt from the tears that you lot are crying, go and use it to season your Christmas dinner. Yeah, go and use it for that. Yeah. All the fire in your hearts that you're feeling about the fact that you've just been told the most obvious thing that this country is racist. Go and use that fire on top of your um, your Christmas puddings. Go and set it alight. Pour some alcohol in it and go and set it alight. Go and do something with it. Go and do something with it because what you're doing with it right now is useless. Nobody should be listening to Piers Morgan saying anything. He, he, he doesn't make sense. He hasn't got anything. His mouth, I don't think he said anything that has made an iota of sense since the day he was born. So he can go suck out and all the news channels that decided to inaccurately report on this and then only backtrack very poorly weekly hours later, you can all go and suck out, suck your mum out for the entire festive season, suck the juice out of your mum and then use it to baste your turkeys, you pricks. Go and do something like that with it because I'm so tired and I'm so over all of this bullshit. So Stormzy said what needed to be said. And even if he didn't say that particular thing, well, I'm saying it, that Britain is 100% racist and the R in Britain is for racist and quote me on that yeah quote me on that don't give a shit I said what I said nobody's my friend I'm nobody's friend I can say what I want and I've got nothing riding on it I can do what I want I'm a free agent yep so that's basically it for this week's episode of SYM I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM officially known as Say Your Mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum and you can follow me on at Kalechnikov or at Say Your Mind pod and you can send me your questions and bits and everything else to SYM at com. don't forget to like rate and review the thing I'm loving that you guys have sent me onto a five star rate in the nap really really appreciate it enjoy your christmas enjoy your this resting period remember like the tarot said do self-care properly find a balance Kalechi. find a balance um don't go to extremes uh, live your best life and um keep you know stay moisturized and i'll catch you on the flip side Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gossiping. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Could let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say